With abortion clinics and our outreach at abortion clinics, this is what we often say. We know when and we know where innocent humans are scheduled to die. Right. And broken and hurting people are showing up. Yeah. And so we know when and we know where Mm -hmm. at the abortion clinics. With the abortion pill by mail, Mm -hmm. we don't know when. We don't know where. Yeah. We know how. We know how it operates. We know how it kills children. We know the potential risks and all that stuff. But how do we reach those people? I am yours. I am yours. I am yours. Send me, Lord. I am yours. I am yours. I am yours. Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro-Life Podcast, a podcast designed to equip, encourage, and challenge you in pro-life ministry, and always with a focus on the gospel. Stay tuned. I felt your passion touched your heart. Use me, Lord, use me, Lord. Welcome back to the Gospel-Centered Pro-Life Podcast. Appreciate you guys joining us. And as always, we'd appreciate if you guys would leave us a review on whatever podcast service that you use to listen to this podcast. That would be a tremendous blessing to us. And we're going to give you our email addresses at the end of this episode so that you could reach out to us. If you have any questions or maybe even suggestions for future podcast episodes, we'd love to hear from you on those. Uh, maybe a word of encouragement. We've gotten a few word of, words of encouragement over the past couple of months, just people reaching out and saying they were blessed by um, some of the episodes that we had produced. And we always appreciate those words of encouragement. We appreciate you guys for listening to this podcast. You guys are why we do this podcast. We want to encourage you. We want to equip you guys and let you know that you're not in this battle alone. So um, with that, we're going to jump into our subject based on an article that the wonderful Vicki Cassiorg has written. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, oftentimes, not oftentimes, every time, <laughs> with very few exceptions, we do these episodes based on articles that she has written because she's an awesome writer. You can find actually the articles on our website, sidewalksforlife.com, sidewalks, the number four, life.com. And uh, there's a tab there called Equipping Articles, and you can look at these articles a little more in depth. But our subject today is talking about abortion by mail. Really tragic. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, when I first started doing this ministry, Mm -hmm. this is about the abortion pill in particular, um, I think it was like a quarter of abortions, so 25% of abortions back in 2005, and maybe even less than that or abortion pill. Mm-hmm. Now it's come to where nationally, I think over half of the abortions that take place in the United States of America are the abortion pill. Yeah. And then I would say it's even higher than that now right? because of this dynamic that they can send out the abortion pill by mail. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I guess I'll let you, Vicki, kind of take over and give the heart behind this and also just some information is going to be some um, for you guys that are listening, some important information that you need to know about the abortion pill by mail and all of that stuff. And then I think some practical application at the end of this of how we can take action based on this. Right. Because, you know, my first thought when I started reading about abortion by mail was, well, what now? We can't affect that as as sidewalk counselors. We don't know who those women are. Yeah. So I really did do some pondering about what can we do and who 
should be doing it and where where should we be? Maybe it's not only at the abortion center. In fact, for sure, it's not only right. at the abortion center. But um, the the actual I wrote this article after reading a recent New York Times article yeah. about this very subject. It was a long article, and I do quote the source in the article that I wrote so that you all can can read that, um, the original article if you want. But basically, the New York Times, you know, a very liberal paper, of course, it was bemoaning the fact that um, the Supreme Court, uh, you know, uh, struck down Roe v. Wade. And so they are applauding the solution in okay. their eyes. Yeah. And the solution is the increased use of telemedicine, specifically abortion by mail. So um, I, it was interesting that the author of this article was uh, sad right. <laughs> and, and saying, complaining about um, because of uh, the, the new abortion bans, women can no longer find sources for their abortions. Right. And, um, and so they often have to go right. operate illegally. Air have to. <laughs> right. They have to go to illegal sources because there are so many um, restrictions yeah. in, in many states now yeah. and outright bans. Um, so they're, they're, you know, they're crossing state lines to get ad- abortions and um, they're having to travel quite a distance. And it is no longer like if, if you are poor – you can no longer have your constitutional, in their eyes, right, <laughs> right to easy access to an abortion. Yeah. Um, so they're turning to telemedicine. And um, so when it, that one of the quotes said that um, they, there were, just two years ago, about 250,000 people had abortions in the United States where the procedure is now banned or restricted. Okay. And so where do these women in these states turn? They turn to telemedicine. And this this I wanted to focus on the sentence. The method is safe and effective. Though in states with bans, the delivery mechanism is not legal. Right. Yeah. Okay. So there are some dangerous implications. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. 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 Before we get into the dangerous implications of that. Um, also want to make you guys aware of the fact that we did an episode with Dr. Matt Harrison, who pioneered the abortion pill reversal procedure. Um, so definitely look for that episode because Dr. Matt talks about the dangerous implications of taking the abortion pill and abortion pill by mail from the, from a doctor's perspective. Right. Um, but also want to just kind of give you guys details and if you can help me Vicky a bit mm-hmm. on this mm-hmm. when we talk about tel- telemedicine mm-hmm. and we talk about the abortion pill by mail uh, how in particular are we talking about that i mean how do how do they yeah, get it how are what they is, getting it what are they calling yeah. the abortion clinic and the abortion clinics sending it to them by mail yeah or yeah no or? so they they're getting it from unregulated sources sometimes overseas the the doctor will never see that patient, yeah. except for maybe by a video conference. But it's not like he's saying, okay, um, let's do an <laughs> ultrasound by right. video conference. You know, obviously this woman is having no one has looked at her womb right. when, when this abortion pill is, is prescribed. So like a case that I saw just three days ago, if that baby is not in the womb, that doctor doesn't know it. Yeah. Except for by symptoms, the woman I worked with did not have symptoms. Yeah. 
they don't always have pain. Right. They don't always have sub- symptoms of a tubal pregnancy. Yeah. So, um, and so but, that's of course where you get into the dangerous implications. Yeah, and, and I won't get into that quite yet. I will answer your question um, because there is only one telemedicine service that right now in the United States operating called Aid Access. Okay. And it openly provides pills in states that have abortion pan um, bans. Um, and the founder of that is a Dutch physician. Her name is Dr. Rebecca Gompers. Okay. So she uses her Austrian medical license in order to write pres- prescriptions across state lines. Yeah, well. And there is um, some outcry against that. The Of course, pro-life groups are saying, hey, that's illegal. If a state has banned abortion, you can't write a prescription for someone in that state yeah. to, to receive these pills by mail. And I don't think it has yet been challenged. It will be. They yeah. said it, it will be challenged. Yeah. Um, so, and the, the implications for the doctors that are prescribing um, – abortion pill by mail across state lines is that they could be arrested for yeah. for their you know their disobeying the ban yeah so some states like Massachusetts is has written I think okay they even passed a law that will protect doctors who are illegally prescribing abortion pills in spite of the ban yeah they've written legislation that will protect those right. so-called yeah. doctors. Yeah. So I'll say this, because the implication of all of this is, yes, we're thankful that Roe v. Wade was overturned. We're thankful yeah. that some states made abortion illegal. Our, our heart is that abortion would be made illegal across the United States of America. Right. Uh, but the reality is, even in those states where abortion is illegal, people are still having abortions. Like yeah. there, there's a very real sense in which it's still legal in those states, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's being legally allowed. Laws that are in place are not being enforced. And I, and I haven't dug too much into this, but I do know that there are some states that have made abortion illegal that have not made it illegal for someone to get the abortion pill over state lines, mm-hmm. right? And so in a sense, it's still legal because mm-hmm. this is something that we've often said as it pertains to the abortion pill. Let's not forget that a, the abortion pill procedure is just as much an abortion as a surgical abortion. Yeah. Sometimes even pro-life folks seem to kind of like, you know, almost like bring this this dichotomy of the abortion pill and surgical abortion. Somehow these things are, are different. Yeah. And the only way that they're different is methodology. When you murder a person with an ax or you murder a person with poison, right. they're, they're different, right? There's, there's a different feel to it, but the end result is the same. You're still murdering a person. Right. And so we we can't forget that. What we're talking about literally is poison being mailed from one state where it's okay to poison people to another state where it's not, and people receiving that and poisoning people with it. That's essentially what we're talking about. That's exactly it. And so now maybe talking about some of the the dangers, I have personally counseled a woman who did get an abortion pill by mail. She did take the first pill. And then she started the abortion pill reversal. In fact, your wife, Courtney, was with me yeah. in that case. So, but what was um, uh, interesting in a terrible way about that case was one of the dangerous implications. The woman was conflicted from the get-go. Yeah. And so she waited two weeks. So she was, I think, 11 weeks okay. when she took the pill. It becomes 
So she, when she got the pill by mail, she didn't take it immediately. Right. So after that point, she was already outside of the gestational range where the FDA has approved Correct. for a woman to take, which is 10 Correct. weeks, right? Correct. 10 weeks. Yeah. And, I think it may differ state by state. I did notice, yeah. I think in Washington, it's 11 weeks, which I didn't know. I thought yeah. it was a, a, a firm 10-week cutoff. Well, I mean, I think as far as FDA approval is okay. concerned. Okay. And this is where... We can really push back against the pro-abortion people Mm -hmm. when they talk about the abortion pill reversal not being FDA approved. Right. Meanwhile, they're pushing for people to use the abortion pill past the 10 weeks, which is what the FDA has approved. Right. It's not approved for use past 10 weeks. Right. As far as my understanding is concerned. Now, it could have very recently changed, Mm -hmm. but I don't think it has. But the reason that that rule is in place is for the woman's protection. Yeah. Because the baby dies either way about it. But it um, it can cause more severe repercussions the further along the baby is, bigger baby, greater chance of hemorrhage. Um, there's greater risks for the mom the um, the older the baby is that she is taking the, the abortion pill and the less effective it is yeah. um, the older that the baby is. So she may end up uh, still having to go in for a surgical abortion after doing the abortion by pill. Um, so there, but some of the other dangers, which we already alluded to, the doctor, so-called doctor, is never seeing that woman. So they don't know where that baby is. Is it in the tube? Where is it? Is 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 the baby in the womb where it's right. supposed to be? Um, there's no oversight regarding the baby's age, like in the, in the example I just gave. Is that woman taking the pill too early? Is the woman taking the pill when the baby is already dead? Have they found a heartbeat? Is that the most appropriate thing that the the woman be doing? No, no one knows yeah. because no doctor is ever li- laying eyes on that woman. Yeah. Um, Let, let's share just for people to understand real mm-hmm. quickly. Um, you've already talked about the dangers, but just practically understanding what the, what the main danger is if we're talking about now, of course, we're. The main danger is it kills a baby. Right. Yeah. Um, but if you're one of those people that says you care about women and therefore mm-hmm. you want women to have access to abortions mm-hmm. and yet you don't understand the great danger that a woman taking the abortion pill mm-hmm. who has an ectopic pregnancy is in, then you don't actually care about women because it's actually happened. It, it's happened a lot. Yeah. But I know one story here in Charlotte in particular, a young mm-hmm. lady went to one of the abortion centers and she had a tubal pregnancy. Mm-hmm. The doctor air quotes, doctor, didn't do his due diligence, mm-hmm. didn't do an ultrasound, or if he did do an ultrasound, he just kind of scanned real quickly and just gave her the abortion pill. Right. And she, again, had an ectopic pregnancy. Her tube ended up rupturing and she died. Yeah. So he gave her the abortion pill, which the abortion pill does nothing for a tubal pregnancy. There are other in- interventions that they can give yeah. that do something for a tubal pregnancy. The abortion pill does not. And so that tubal pregnancy still remains, and that lady's fallopian tube ruptured, and she died. And that can happen to these women. Um, yeah, like it's 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 a very common thing um, as far as a, a negative result that could take place when you take the abortion pill without actually IDing where the baby is, how far along the baby is, right. And, uh, and those sorts of things. Yeah, exactly. So um, I also saw a recent case where a mom came to abort, was going to take the pill, went in and came out and, praise God, came to see us. And we could not find the baby on the ultrasound. But she, um, we did know whenever we see that, 
knowing the age that the baby should have been, we sent her immediately to an OBGYN, and she did have a tubal pregnancy. So if she had just gone in, I, I feel pretty confident there's a chance that, that um, the abortion center would have gone ahead and given her the pill, would have done nothing. And the, the uh, physician who was working with her said that she was, uh, she was very close to rupturing. So it, it would have been life-threatening had, had she waited yeah. any longer. So um, uh, aid access, the, this abortion by telemedicine provider, said that since Roe v. Wade has, has been overturned, they went from about 83 pills a day that they were dispensing to now 218 a day, yeah. so almost tripled. And wow. the bulk of the requests, of course, are coming from states that had enacted total abortion bans. Yeah. So um, really, really tragic. And, um, you know, of course, the question is, should this be allowed? Uh, we know already. Of course not. Of course, this should not be allowed. Yeah. Um, we believe that state law should bind those out-of-state providers. Well, we first of all believe that abortion should be not legal. It should right, not yeah. be allowed. It's it's a, it's awful. It is immoral. It's ungodly, and it's it's murder. Um, but one of the things that the New York Times article pointed out that is is that states, um, because of the uh, our federalist system, states should and normally do help to enforce each other's laws. Right. It's a basic premise of, of our system of government. But abortion supporters um, are saying that uh, we you should be allowed to refuse to support laws of other states when it comes to abortion. Yeah. It's okay to break the law and to... to uh, destroy the fabric of our federalist um, country government when it comes to abortion. Yeah. It described the use of telemedicine in this article as cheap, practical. The effect is the same as miscarrying. And it says that abortion by mail is just as safe and effective in the first trimester as going to a clinic. Yeah, that's what they say. Right. I'm looking at right now, actually, as we talk about the risks and the concerns, mm -hmm. I just pulled up on my computer, Planned Parenthood, mm -hmm. and just digging into how far along they say that you can take the abortion pill. Oh, okay. And it seems like they've changed it a little bit, but mm -hmm. it's generally the same. It used to be 10 weeks, kind of across the board nationally. You right. don't take the abortion pill past 10 weeks. Now it looks like Planned Parenthood says up to 11 weeks. I was looking for the FDA and see what they approved. And, right. you know, since Biden, I guess maybe they've pushed it back further. I'm not sure. Yeah. But I can't find any solid information from the FDA. It used to, again, it used to be 10 weeks. Right. Um, but now it looks like, again, Planned Parenthood is saying you can take the abortion pill up to 11 weeks. Mm -hmm. And it says, this is just kind of a little snippet, a question that is kind of like a, a frequently asked question. What happens if I take the abortion pill after 11 weeks? It says the abortion pill is a very is very effective. Again, this is Planned Parenthood's website. Okay, but it works less well when you're more than eight weeks pregnant. The effectiveness depends on how far along you are in your pregnancy and when you take the medication. After eleven weeks, there's a bigger chance of strong bleeding or cramps. And so, you know, here's a little bit of a warning there for if you take the abortion pill past eleven weeks. Again, like you said, many of these women are hesitant. They're gonna hang on to the abortion pills. Mm -hmm. Should I take it? Should I not? Mm -hmm. And possibly even take it past mm -hmm. eleven weeks. And of course we know reading again 
uh, Planned Parenthood's fine print on their website, they say that one out of 500 women that take the abortion pill, and that's within that range that they say is acceptable, will have will require a blood transfusion. Yeah, that doesn't sound safe. Yeah, it doesn't sound safe to me. No. So if one out of 500 women within the range that they suggest mm-hmm. that take the abortion pill will require a blood transfusion, so they'll bleed so much they require a blood transfusion, which, again, is a major thing. Right. What about the women that take it past the range that they say? I mean, does it? Does it increase twofold, threefold? I don't know. They don't say yeah. and probably wouldn't say. Um, but I, I mean, I foresee major issues. Dr. Yeah. Matt talks about this in the interview that we gave, um, that we got from him yeah. a, a while back. Yeah. Just about these major complications and even death that is going to take place from these women. Right, right. Again, if we're pro-women, we need to be concerned about this stuff. We definitely do. And and um, speaking about doctors, you know, you and I are not doctors, though we play one on our podcast <laughs> <Right>. quite, <laughs> quite frequently. But, uh, <laughs> but a group of doctors, I was so heartened um, to see this. A group of doctors have joined forces in speaking out against not only telemedicine, but the safety of abortion pills in general, dispense legally or not. And Alliance Defending Freedom are the attorneys that are going to be representing four healthcare organizations and four doctors. One of which was um, is one of those doctors is George Delgado, who was one of the doctors with Dr. Matt Harrison, who is a proponent of um, abortion and founder of of abortion pill reversal. Yeah. But um, so they are um, they are challenging the. Um, the safety of the abortion pill. And they, they said this should have been done long ago. And I'll just read the excerpt from the article. You can find this at adflegal.org because it really was an eye-opener for me. I mean, I do believe it's unsafe. But to hear it from these um, well-known medical groups and doctors that are filing the, law, filing the lawsuit for me was powerful. Yeah. Um, it says, as the medical groups and doctors filing suit explain, by approving chemical abortion drugs, the FDA failed to abide by its legal obligations to protect the health, safety, and welfare of girls and women. The FDA never studied the safety of the drugs under the labeled conditions of use. I didn't know that. No, I didn't know that either. Ignored the potential impacts of the hormone-blocking regimen on the developing bodies of adolescent girls disregarded the substantial evidence that chemical abortion drugs cause more complications than surgical abortions. That I didn't know either. Yeah. And eliminated necessary safeguards for pregnant girls and women who undergo this dangerous drug regimen. Further, in 2021, the FDA announced that it would allow abortionists to send chemical abortion drugs through the mail in direct violation of longstanding federal law. As the lawsuit points out, this decision puts girls and women at additional risk risk from chemical abortion drugs since mail-order at-home abortions skip necessary medical examinations. And I, necessary, of course it's necessary. You got to know what's going on in the womb before you, you know, prescribe uh, this medication that uh, that is unsafe in so many ways to ensure that girls and women do not have conditions that could lead to fatal outcomes. So um, powerful that these doctors are um, coming together to um, to bring this 
lawsuit, and I, I pray that they will be successful in um, having someone pay attention yeah. to, to this. But kind of the final area to think about is, well, what are the implications for us in sidewalk outreach? Yeah. You know, obviously, we're not going to reach the women who have mail-ordered the pill. Right. So what for me, one of the main things that, that I thought of is the church. Right. The church has to reach these women, reach their hearts and their spirits with the gospel. Right. Because we're not going to be able to stop this. We don't know where it's happening. We don't know who it's happening. The only thing we can do is go after um, the the providers that we know about. Um, but yeah. who knows how many providers? Yeah, I mean, with the abortion, uh, with abortion clinics and our outreach at abortion clinics, this is what we often say: we know when and we know where right. innocent humans are scheduled to die, right? And broken and hurting people are showing up. Yeah, and so. We know when and we know where mm-hmm. at the abortion clinics with the abortion pill by mail. Mm-hmm. We don't know when. We don't know where. Yeah. We know how. We know how it operates. We know how it kills children. Yeah. We know the potential risks and all that stuff. But how do we reach those people? What you said exactly. Yeah. The church needs yeah. to position herself. And I think one of the most important initiatives, at least, that we do as Love Life mm-hmm. is House of Refuge churches. Yeah. Equipping and training churches to be a house of refuge. And these churches are churches that have designated themselves as a place where people can run instead of running to abortion clinics or abortion telemedicine. Mm-hmm. You can come to us. We'll help you. We're not going to judge or condemn you. We're going to walk alongside you. But I also think what House of Refuge Church does, what that initiative does, and in getting the church to talk about abortion is the people in the congregation who could be, you know, Younger kids, high school students, college students, whatever, who would get in these situations are hearing from the pulpit that we're a house of refuge church. They're hearing in the community of their church that this church stands for life and that we're going to walk alongside you and help you. But another thing is, too, as the church is talking more about the issue of abortion and positioning itself more to be a place of refuge for people that are in unplanned pregnancies, the community in the church is talking about it, and it's affecting not just the people in the church, but family members that may not go to that church, may not even be believers. Like, that's what we're seeing across the board, mm-hmm. is we're seeing people in House of Refuge churches um, finding out family members are pregnant mm-hmm. or a, fa- a friend of a friend of a friend, that sort of thing. And they're saying, and I just heard a story just a few days ago about this. Mm. There was a friend who goes to a particular church, it's a House of Refuge church, that found out a friend of hers was pregnant and considering an abortion. That friend said, hey, our church is a house of refuge church. Let your friend know that they can come to us. Wow. And so that's the conversation that's being had. Yeah. And again, the church is positioning herself to be a house of refuge, to be a place where these men and women can run, these families that are considering abortion and in dire situations. Perfect story to illustrate that and also to illustrate a role that I do see the sidewalk uh, outreach teams as having, and that is your presence 
is it's very clear what you're there doing yeah. with your signs, with your words, uh, with your discussions with passersby. And um, people know who to go to when they have a family member yep. or someone who is contemplating taking the pill. They know who to send them to. They can find us. They can see us out there on yeah. the sidewalk. Um, but I, I also think um, street preacher types, which I think are not necessarily the best um outreach at an abortion center, but I do see them as incredibly valuable and important out at colleges, um, at high schools, yeah. on the street corners, bringing in also this message the, yeah. of, of the dangers of abortion as part of their gospel street evangelism yeah. message, because the, the, it's the community at large now. It's yeah. no longer at this specific place that we're going to see people contemplating abortion. Yeah. yeah. Um, and a, an, another thing I want to mention, too, and I always like to mention this when we talk about the abortion pill, just yeah. so people are aware, because I see it very commonly, people conflate the abortion pill with the morning after pill. Right. Or plan yeah. B. Yeah. Plan B and the morning after pill are the same thing, mm-hmm. uh, essentially. Two mm-hmm. different brands and two different, a uh, little bit, I believe, two different medications, but essentially they do the same thing. Okay. They, You take it 24 hours after you've had unprotected sex, 24 to 72 hours, I think. And it potentially can keep you from getting pregnant, from conceiving. If you already are pregnant, it can be abortive. So I just want to acknowledge that. The morning after pill, plan B, which are the same thing, um, can potentially be abortive. They're not always abortive. But the abortion pill is very different than those two things. The the intention with the abortion pill is you're already pregnant and you're ending the life of your baby that's already been conceived. Yeah. So that's the first thing I want people to, to, to be aware of. And then something I want to mention, just a practical way to do outreach is when you think about it, a woman who f- thinks that she's pregnant, what's one of the first things she does? Panics. Panics. Yeah. <laughs> okay. She thinks she's pregnant. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. There's many things that she could yeah. do. Tell the boyfriend. What, what are you going boyfriend? for, Daniel? <laughs> one of the, if she thinks she might be pregnant, one of the first things she's going to do is go to the store and get a pregnancy test. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 And. You know, my wife, who's a nurse, who's ministered to women in that context, kind of the medical context, will tell you that she has found um, women that have taken three and four pregnancy tests before they come to grips with the fact that they're pregnant. Yes. And so uh, just kind of a a way that you could reach those women is go to the pregnancy test aisle in your supermarket, in your Walmart, in your drugstore, and put some business cards for the local pregnancy center. Or some business cards for, um, you know, your House of Refuge church and put those cards there so when they go to get a pregnancy test, there's going to be a card there, maybe a gospel track there. Uh, Ray Comfort has a great track that's called Life in the Womb and explains the how the baby develops inside the womb. And yeah. So that's kind of one way just on a really, really, yeah. um, I guess, hands-on kind of way is when you go to get your groceries, put some tracks there. Yeah. And uh, you're sowing those seeds. What if a girl goes to Walmart to get a pregnancy test and she there's a there's a card there that talks about the local pregnancy center or a house of refuge church. And then she takes that pregnancy test. She's like, I'm going to take another one because I'm not sure. She goes to CVS and gets one. What if there's a card there? What if everywhere she goes, there's there's a tract or a card or something speaking to her. Yeah. And ultimately, when she starts considering an abortion, she'll remember and she's probably already considering an abortion at that point, right? right. She she yeah. remembers she saw these signs 
from the Lord. The it's Lord can use idea. that. a great idea. Do you think you have to ask permission from the drugstore? You're saying just kind of just do it. it what I'm saying, <laughs> just do just it. Do it. Even even set, setting yourself up in front of um, a, a pharmacy with or having if you're able to put tracks or or something out. Sometimes yeah. they do have community kind of billboard sort of things yeah. in front of um, shopping centers where you can put your card or whatever. Yeah. But I, I think one of the things is I was thinking through. I know my. Um, my initial thoughts when I was first learning about this was such discouragement. Like, yeah. oh no, I I can't reach those women. Women, what are, what are we going to do? Especially yeah. if this becomes the wave of this is how yeah. most people begin. The abortion wave of the future. Really, yeah, probably and, is. And I just again, as we often say, just we have to be careful to yeah. guard our hearts against discouragement and bitterness. God knows all about this. Yeah. He knows this new obstacle we face. He's still the victor in the battle Amen. of good and evil. Yeah. And first Peter one, three, um, for me, uh, I was writing the article and that just happened to be one of the verses in one of my Bible studies. And I thought this really speaks to me for how to guard against that, that, heart condition of, yeah. of discouragement. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the res resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Amen. So we have a living hope because of Jesus. And we we just, we keep doing what God has called us to do as best we can. There will always be obstacles in our path, always. Yeah. And we just keep trusting and hoping in him yeah. through yeah. all of it. Amen. Yeah. The Lord is still. Still on his throne. Still the Lord. Yeah. Right? He's still the yep. King of kings and the Lord of lords, and we yep. trust in him. Yeah. All right, guys. We hope that this episode uh, gave you some important information and also was an encouragement to you guys. Again, you could reach out to us. Daniel at lovelife.org is my email address. Vicky with a Y at lovelife.org is hers. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, we'd love to hear some suggestions of future podcast episodes. Also want to mention, I mentioned the Sidewalks for Life website at the beginning of this episode, but I want to mention the um, podcast website, gospelcenteredprolife.com, where you can get a hold of all these episodes. You can search episodes that we've done uh, you know, years ago. We have like 177, I think, episodes that we've done covering all kinds of subjects. So definitely take advantage of that. And until next time, God bless. God bless you all. Give me an outlet for gratitude I know it will cost me my life But nothing's too precious since I met you